know God's got it. Good afternoon, St. Louis, Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, San Francisco, California, Los Angeles, California, and San Diego, California. As a matter of fact, the uh, wildfires up from San Diego, which is on the southern California, all the way up, as a matter of fact, all the way, which is not a good thing. And also a little bit of Kentucky, Newark, New Jersey, Minneapolis, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, uh, Portland, Oregon, which is in the flames. Almost, so to speak. Seattle, Washington, which is also part of what's going on. And also Atlanta, Georgia, Baltimore, Maryland, Nashville, Tennessee, home for the 2021 21 21 Awards. We're going back there. There was original home for the Trivia Awards. And we're returning to Kansas City, Missouri for the 2022 Trivia Awards. And Kansas is also the National Football League champ, Super Bowl champions, home for the Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome to lunch with, with the Missouri Chamber of Commerce for September the 12th, 2020. My name is Al your host and creator, along with Reverend Alan Lott. How you doing, Rev? Fine. And Scott, how you doing, sir? Blessed to be here. Uh, well, we should say the award-winning Scott Owen. We'll talk more about that later on. Broadcast and live on FrankenUSAHotTalkRadio.com from beautiful Ferguson, Missouri, at the Greater St. Mark Church Family Church Complex, Mayor Tommy Pearson. Pastor and Rev. Our uh, prayer today is with Reverend Hill, our pastor, pastor of the Walnut Bible Chapel Church, 5547 Lillian Avenue, St. Missouri, 63120. And the voice you hear next is Reverend Alan Lyles. Rev, go ahead. Our topic today, but we go pray first. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for the wonderful gospel. How that Christ died for our sin, was buried and rose again. By continue believing to the saving of the soul, continues to make heaven your home before you sleep and after you sleep. And we thank Him. We already seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and we thank Him for continuing to let us grow in grace and the knowledge of the truth. And the Holy Spirit continues to convict spirits all over the universe to be saved before it's ever too late because he's coming soon. It could be right now before I even get through talking, he can come. And Heavenly Father, we just thank you for that and continue to bless everyone in Radio Land, their families, and Lord, let them know you're still on the throne so that they'll continue to accept this gospel and be happy about it in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Rev, you know, you said it come quickly. You know, right now uh, on the uh, West Coast, these fires, people's homes are disappearing quickly, just like that. Whole lives of, and some are losing their lives. So, right, God is definitely doing things as we speak. So, anyway, what is the scripture for today, Rev? Our topic is 2 Corinthians, 5th chapter. It said, Why death itself has no terrors. For the servant of the Lord. Okay, that's a deep one. Never go ahead. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, 
we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, designed to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we should not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that had wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also had given us, given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that which we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things which done in his body according to that he had done, whether it be good or bad. I'm going to stop right there. And uh, that's why people have to be born again. And we not we don't fear death. Saints don't fear death because we got eternal life. We go to sleep. You know, when you when you got eternal life, you ain't you'll never die. <laughs> so a person has that's why it's so important to believe the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You pass from death unto life, right where you sit, even before death continue to stay in you. Because why? If you dead in trespasses and sin, you still dead while you live it. That's why you need to be born again. And the word of God is what make your life quicken you just like that, quicker than my hands slapping together. Amen. So that's why I stop with that and the people continue to believe this wonderful gospel and get saved before it's ever too late. In well, Jesus' man, name, man, just amen. Was, man, you said a quite a mouthful that was powerful, so let's elaborate, okay? Right now, you know, we always, you know, have been talking for the last couple of months, you know, uh, we talked about Psalm 91, we talked about different verses in the Bible that talked about, you know, uh, things gonna take place and stuff, you know. And so we find ourselves we were all 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 locked in worried about, you know, the virus taking our lives. So now could you imagine that in California, the, the matter of fact the whole West Coast, we got a few states in twelve, fifteen states that's being affected by these fires. And now one of the problems with with, with the virus is, is, is we already know it's airborne. Well them having to leave any fire stuff real so it's been being a pure vanity for yourself. How does that affect a person that they got they worry about the COVID nineteen virus? Now they have kind of you know, deal with you know you see the California, San Francisco, where the skies are all dark and, and with smoke and stuff. How does that affect a person, real? Here's the here's the simple thing: when you're born again, you're in Christ Jesus. You got eternal life. But God is the one that controls coronavirus or whatever it is out in the universe. 
God controls it. And God is the one that takes the keys to death and life. So it ain't the coronavirus that kills. It's God taking these individuals out the world because he see fit at this time. Okay, so Rev, I'm saying how people, people who, a lot of people are going to survive. In fact, more are going to survive than die. But so my question is, how will, you know, being, would you breathe in this uh, smoke and stuff and then get into your lungs, you know, into your, in a body, how does that work with the, with the COVID-19 virus? Well, that can't, that can't kill you unless God wanted to do it. That's all I'm saying. God got the key to death, life, and the grave. And he controls everything. And they might not want to accept that, but that's what it is. You got to remember God is on this throne, and God is doing whatever he see fit to do out here. Because it says, once appointed on a man to die, then the judgment. Judgment is steady coming every day, every hour, minute, and second. Judgment comes. And that's why people die, because the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I guess I'm asking you another different question, okay? But I'm asking you to, to, to put on your expertise as a paramedic, you know, you know EMS worker when you were driving to see the St. Louis. If we had the virus taking place then and we had fires in St. Louis, how would that, how would that combination affect the human person? That, that, uh, that virus... It's 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 a it's a plague, and it's and it's destructive, and it was man-made. Man brought that in here. It was some okay, man-made. Well, made that man man can't keep nothing alive. Right now, the same is being burned down. Love that ever takes place. Okay, we you know we don't have that much green around us. Okay, thank God. But if you're in the middle of a fire zone, how does that affect people breathing in the city of St. Louis? That breathe it'll it'll mess with your breathing, and until yeah, I mean, you get it, it'll it'll stop it. It, it could uh it could choke you out by suffocating you by the smoke. Whoa, for real? Yeah, suffocates you. You can't breathe, and it kills your uh your uh respiratory system has a failure. Regardless of what what people try to do to prevent and save life, they say, if God is not in it, it ain't going to help them no matter what. <laughs> I'm just giving you facts. Yeah, I know. I'm, that's what I want, Rev. That's what I'm saying. I, 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 that's why I said I kept coming back to you. Uh, and I want you to just, you know, let people know, one, okay, that people out there, that we should keep them in their prayers because that breathing stuff is, 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 is,
you can't breathe right, you got a serious problem. Sure have. And I, and I couldn't imagine myself, okay, trying to you know, survive out there, you know, and I've been to San Francisco, a couple of places out there, and just to see them in clear skies, look at them right now, they're all red or orange, how are you going to look at it? That's just a frightening sight right here in America. That's why the people need to be born again. Amen to that, Rick. That's what I want to hear you say. Yeah, that's what they need to be born again. We see it all, Rick, right here. Yes, sir. Everybody in the world need to be born again. And if you ain't born again, you could, you could, you go die. You go die in your sins. But if you born again, if you're not born again, you gonna die in your sin. But if you are born again, you gonna have eternal life. And this life is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Well, let me put you on the spot for a second, okay? All right. Because we all, we, no, we, all got, we all got friends, okay, and that we know. We don't have to call no names, okay? But we see them doing bad things all the time. You know what I mean? We say, damn, why did you do that? Why you do this to somebody? Why you rob? Why you doing all those things? How is it? You know, those people, you know, continue, continue, continue to do stuff, and the good people get taken away early sometimes. Well, this is the best answer for that. Uh, it's once appointed on a man to die, then the judgment. That could happen anytime. It's according to the scripture in Ecclesiastes say you could leave here before time, and that's by you doing something unnecessary to put more harm on yourself and die. But it's still God that's in control of that. If he see fit for you to die then, you're going to die. If he don't, you're going to continue to live until he get ready for you. Well, Rev, I think that, uh, you know, you kind of hitting on that because I know a lot of times, you know, we know people walking down the street and sometimes, and like even down in St. Louis, this is, this is real here and around the country. You got people riding down the street with having rope nothing cause. You know, there was a time he ran down the street. <laughs> he just ran down the street shooting cars and stuff. And if you just had to be walking down the street, going to the store, sitting on your front porch, all of a sudden, boom, you know, your, your life is gone. Yep. You know, and that's, that happens here too many times, you know, that we all know about, you know, and, and I know for a fact, I, I've seen, I'm, I'm kind of speaking for you, okay? I'm glad to know that you retired from the, from the ambulance, but I, they probably could use you right now. Out here they can get because right now St. Louis is you know we in a pandemic ourselves, but they don't call that you know as far as race relationships you know police relationship what you want to call it, but we we almost reaching a higher win rate than there would be for in our city this year. Yep, that's because the people are saying good is evil and evil is good. Well, real I guess you know one of the things you know that. Uh, that, uh, you know, I know at your church, you know, that your, your people you know, are being kept safe because they're for, the, your, for the, your, you know, your prayers. And I know you're praying for everybody like that as well. praying for all our audience around the world to give them information and insight that uh, in the Bible, you know, what we are seeing, like on the East Coast, we got, uh, I just said in the Gulf, I went the East Coast in the Gulf, we got the hurricanes coming ashore. The hurricane season's right on top, on top of us. Uh, in the middle, we got all this violence. In, in all over the country, and these fires, you know, that is just a, an awesome time to be alive, but it's a good time to be alive to talk about it. Am I right? Amen. Hmm. 
But I know you and Oscar would love to be here, have to be here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and not, and not, not be not not be you know you know talking about and, and us in the, in the past like to see the, the miracles. I call to me I call what I'm looking at as a miracle for these flames and the, and the virus to come together at the same time along with everything else that's going on, even with the locusts eating up grounds in, in, in South Africa as we speak. You know. You know, like I said, Ira, we we the we are the generation that's seeing the fulfillment of the Bible prophecy coming to pass. We the only generation. The generation before us don't know about that too much. We are the generation that God is using to pro to bring our prophecy and let people know that He's on the throne and and they need to get right with Him. By accepting the death, the burial, and the resurrection. If they don't accept it, they're going to hell. If they believe it, they're going to heaven. Well, Rev, I think what you're saying, and I hope everyone understands is you got to prepare yourself, okay, by having a conversation with God, you know, with Christ, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the people above that's the only place that can help us. You know, and like I know, if I go right now, I feel I'll be going to heaven because I pray all the time of you. And Scott, all of us, all the biblical you know, students per se, but you probably a scholar over us. That And you keep teaching us every Saturday and well as our words around the world, okay, about how to go to the Bible. And look, matter of fact, there's a, a verse in Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, I think it's the first couple of verses there, first 10, 15 verses that tell you there's a time for everything in life. Rev, can you read those right quick? Ecclesiastes? The third chapter. And I think it's the first 10 verses. All right. We're going to take it. We're going to get us some food here that they all can chew on and, and, and they can go look at time and time and time again if they understand the times that we're in right now. Third chapter, Ecclesiastes said, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to moan and a time to dance. A time to cast away stone, and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get, and a time to lose. A time to keep, and a time to cast away. A time to rend, and a time to sow. A time to keep silent, and a time to speak. A time to love, and a time to hate. In a time of war, in a time of peace. That's it. <laughs> yes, sir. And so now, no, we listen to Reverend, Reverend Allen Lyles uh, and uh, Scott Owens, our folks who listen to Missouri, Black Team of Commerce, lunch with us on a beautiful Saturday uh, here in the city of St. Louis. And no, Scott, take us out of here. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Rev. Jesus, mm -hmm. thank you, Lord. I love you, Lord.
because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because. Jesus okay. still on the throne. <laughs> okay, now Scott, where were you on 9 11 19 years ago? I was just completing 20 years in the Air Force and I was in a trans, uh, transitional class to become a civilian uh, oh, wow. from the Air Force. So uh, we, I was in that class and all the uh, TVs were rolled into the classroom and uh, we were watching all the uh, news at that time. We thought it was a uh, a mistake, maybe somebody uh, had an accident uh, at first, and then we saw the second uh, plane and heard about the third plane and the, the fourth plane, so the, uh, uh, yeah, that's where I was. I, I, I know exactly where it was. Well, I know I was coming down the highway and the first one hit, and I got to my office, and uh, I, got, I, I had a TV in my office, and I got in there, and I didn't even turn the TV on, and and all of a sudden, my office was full of the whole, the whole, the whole staff. Okay, was in my office at that time watching. Yeah. Matter of fact, I was one of my office, you know, co-workers at Yale Compton, and we all sit there and watched it, and you know, and just we couldn't believe what we were seeing. You know, and like we all thought it was an accident at first. Okay, like you said, then they hit that second tower, and just to see steel melt just like that was just unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable, you know, and then actually the other planes start to fall, you know, because of the, the you know, heroism of some people that, you know, refuse, you know, to uh, let, you know, let, you know, the Pentagon from other places be hit, you know, you know and, they, and, and they are commended today. You know, that's just one of those things, okay, that uh, as we look at it, you know, uh, our country, you know, survived that, so now we got another ordeal. If you think about it, there was a lot of people killed, okay, but the way they all died. Yep. You know, and so, so that's the whole thing in a nutshell. That one of the things that America, you know, like we didn't, we weren't at war, but we were at war. 
you know, I remember I was living in St. Charles at that time. I lived right on the airplane on, on my back. I could watch the pair for all the airplanes coming in. Yeah. Scott, it was never so surreal to look out my, my patio and look out the living room, see no planes coming or going. Well, and since I was leaving the Air Force, it was very difficult for me at that day to decide whether I should leave the Air Force or not. <laughs> I'm quite sure it did. Well, 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 what were your thoughts? What, what, what's your mind? Well, you know, I, I was thinking, well, maybe, maybe the country needs me. But then again, I said, well, I've done 20 years, and, uh, you know, maybe I should let this uh, be taken care of by the younger generation. Mm. So. Wow, that was that was that was a that was a that wow. Was, that was a conflict right there. I wasn't <laughs> yeah, sure that's, what that's, to do. that's a major conflict, God. I guess that was a major conflict there. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I, I'm thinking God you made the right one. Uh, since then we've become very good friends over the years. As a matter of fact, when I speak to Scott, uh, I am more than honored to be called a friend, a real friend to us between us, you know, and uh, we have. Friendship, okay, we met through the Singles Ambassadors, which we are both members of. But this uh, Singles Ambassadors goes back generations, generations, you know, actually, you know, decades, decades to the St. Louis. And, uh, and it's you know, a group that gets together, you know, a couple times a year, you know, and just celebrate and talk about how we can do things and, you know, and our different people. And this year, Scott, you were uh, had a distinction of being given the honor of the Ambassador of the Year. accept the uh, the ambassador of the year and they they actually call it the veteran of the year and the uh, the Santa Claus of the year for the ambassadors I do a few different things but I made a little video and stuff like that of the uh, conversation we had regarding the uh, award I can post that up on the Facebook page and uh, but it was a little bit about what I will I'll po post it up on the Facebook page and on the uh, Ferguson USA Hot Talk radio page. Uh, but I, I'm just humbled to be considered for that. I, uh, you know, I, I I personally don't think that I did anything more except you know just keep this uh, keep the radio station alive, and uh, you know that's all I really did. Well, Scott, you did more than that, Scott. You kept, you kept, there's a thing called Keep Hope Alive, okay, where there's a whole lot of had hope. When this thing was created back in, you know, uh, 2015, you know, I remember that's when I first started around that time, you know, and I had, you know, I think I met you before there was three ambassadors, but we, I became more part of the ambassadors then. Right. And, 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 and it was a dream that we all had that we had, as a matter of fact, at that time, I said it's a tongue in cheek that you and I probably had two of the most professional shows on the air at that time. <laughs> there you go. There you and, go. Uh, we had our show script out, you know, and, and, and you did your veteran show, you know, and I did this show. And we're still doing these things, and uh, we had some up and downs, but through your perseverance and, and us working together as a team, right. we're still here. We're still here, you know, and you're serving the, the community in this coming month, this month, I should say. We're making plans now to uh, uh, to broadcast a, a town hall meeting with Mayor Jones. Yes. Jones. Yes, it's going to be the state of the city of Ferguson. Right. So I mean, so that's so that's a, that's a, that station. That was one of our dreams. We first started this station. You know, these sort of station, okay, to make to do these things like this, okay, to highlight uh, our first city, 
uh, positive things about Ferguson rest going on. So again, Scott, I want to commend you and thank you for uh, being my friend you know, and friend of our show for all these years. Well, thank you. It's, it's my pleasure and I have my honor. Thank you so much. And by the way, for those of you uh, who are listening and would like to tune in to the, uh, the Mayor's uh, State of the City, it's going to be on the 24th of September at 6 p.m. and it'll go till 7.30 p.m. We're we'll broadcast, like I said, right here on Ferguson USA Hot Talk uh, Radio and the, uh, the different uh, streams that we have it. Including. Now, Scott, you know, you know, you know the rule, okay? Come on. All right, we're going to be broadcasting that on uh, September twenty fourth at six uh, p.m. to seven thirty p.m. on FergusonUSAHotTalkRadio.com, Facebook, Twitch, and uh, YouTube. And one more time, because I have to, we're going to be, <laughs> we're going to be broadcasting the state of the city. On the 24th of September 2020 at 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. on Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio. Uh, Facebook page for Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio, Twitch, and uh, YouTube. So, and this will be all time free for both of us and the city of Ferguson, okay? And this is sort of a good relationship. And while we on relationships, you know, there was a man that passed uh, almost a week ago. Uh, by the name of Lou, Lou Brock. That's right. Uh, he wore number 20. Uh, he set many, 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 many baseball records, you know, and uh, played in the World Series. Matter of fact, just came to the World Series on his legs, you know, and uh, I'm happy to say that uh, one of my classmates, you know, had to be his wife, Jackie, you know, and uh, this weekend, uh, there are you know, all kinds of tributes to, you know, to, uh, to Lou and uh, his you know, and the funeral is today, so we would be remiss if we didn't just talk about how he changed St. Louis for the better. You know, people talk about sports, but sports is kind of people, people brag about giving people bragging rights. And, and yeah. Brock was a person that not only gave him, he was a person that was a gentleman that always had a smile on his face. And you know, anytime you saw him, you know, he was always nice, cordial. Yeah. And also, he came from Southern University, from Southern University, you know, he played baseball in the South. So I mean, those people in the South have a way of being respectful of people and smiling all the time. Thank you. And, he was a very gracious people. man, from what I understand. Yep. He was oh, nice yes, he man. was. I said, no, statue. University. I was statue down at the, at the ball for So again, uh, he's been honored, you know, and I don't think nothing, nothing can be said about the thing that he's done to help the community. He would have retired. He's been fading away. making us his home. And I said, I think we all would know better for all that, that, he, that he's done. You know, and uh, while we on the note, uh, this past, well, started in the spring, uh, we have lost over 192 known Americans that have lost their lives this year. And, and, and uh, 103,320 deaths so far. There are 6,462 cases in America alone. And these, yes, you know, when you hear a death, don't think that that's that one person, okay? There's a family, you know, there's somebody's mother, grandparent, great-grandparent, uncle, niece, cousin, somebody. And we all know somebody in our families, our friends, who are experiencing you know, uh, COVID-19 you know, illnesses as we speak, you know. So enough prayers can't go up. As I always say, prayers are blessings down. I get it from my godmother, mother, parents, Shelby. It works for me. As long as you pray, like, you know, if you don't pray, you don't get blessed. You got to ask for it, and God will give you what you ask for. Amen. And, so we ask for all the prayers, you know, not just for, for the ones that are 
passed away, but the ones that are in the hospitals right now, you know, that's been affected. It's just one of those things, you know. Uh, do I understand it? No. Have I tried? Yes. <laughs> I'm still coming away. This is just like Rev said, this is something in God's hands, you know, and I'm going to pray up, you know, and, and, and get by with him, you know, so the time comes, just be ready. Amen. Because you never know, you know, what's going on. Then we on top of that, okay, we talked about the fires a few minutes ago. Could you imagine, okay, that uh, you left out, you know, there's a fire that happened all, all the time on the East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, your home, like, you know, look at from the sky, a whole blocks, blocks, and blocks of ashes, of, you know, brick houses, trailer houses, whatever it is has been built. And all of your belongings, all of your life, life has just been burned up. Yep. And, and the bad part about it is, okay, you got to go back and start all over again. Again, your driver's license, your birth certificate, all the pictures on the wall, all this stuff has to be recreated again. A lot of it can't be. And a lot of it can't be. A lot of memories that goes right away. And that's just one of the things that uh, I told TV the other day that one gentleman said he left you know, Lord California, who was north. And just built a brand new house. But guess what? That house just got burned up. So again, you can't you can't begin to just think about if that was you or your family members. And the bad part about it is it's, it's not under control even as we speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got that all under control. Of. So, so Rev, give us a, a quick prayer for those people, please, Rev. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father. We know you see all things. You sit high and look low. And Heavenly Father, we know that you could make things better for everyone in this universe, Heavenly Father, even though they're going through crisis. Because you is the one that keep everybody alive and keep the joy going. Your, your life reign on the just and the unjust, Heavenly Father. And Heavenly Father, we know you can do everything but fail. And we know everything is going according to your plan. And we thank you for what you have done, what you're going to do, and what you're still doing. In your most darling son, Jesus' name, amen. Well, Rev, we thank you for that prayer, because right now, you know, uh, prayers up, blessings down, you know, uh, lots been going on. And also here in St. Louis, around the country, uh, you know, um, this, this virus is continuing to get worse and worse and worse. Matter of fact, Missouri is, is well, like it's about a couple months ago, sometime last month, the White House White House had asked uh, our governor for us to uh, mandate face masks, and well, that, he ignored that. Well, as I speak right now, Missouri is a hot state, you know, with all other states, and, and right now, as you look around, the news is dominated now by uh, college students. Excuse me, going back to college, and they are affecting dormitories, you know, and that's one thing that wasn't thought out, in my opinion, okay? For my college days, Scott, you know, you guys been around some people in colleges and stuff, when they get on that camp, they just go, go crazy. And so, so they may have prepared for them to be in the classrooms, but they had not prepared for them to be out of the classrooms. But that, is that a good analysis, Scott? Well, I think you're right, but it's so to to take in every uh, variable in, in this equation is impossible for man. So, 
I I don't know if I blame anybody, but it's it, it is true. I mean, we didn't take into uh, account the uh, the dormitories and the folks who actually live in the uh, in these forced communities, so to speak. Yeah, because one of the things you know that all that we have been told all the time was you know you want to have space. Yeah. You know you know between yourselves and you go into dormitories. You know from my days, you know dormitories are tight. Well, you know. And, yeah, the hallways,
there's nothing like it used to be no more. We found ourselves in a time that, uh, you know, the thing we just did a couple, uh, that, that eight months ago, a total difference the way we go to church. I mean, the, the, the way we had go to the radio station, you know, we thought we'd get together there. Well, I'm not in the bad field. I had, a, had, had an operation come up this past week, I think it is, you know. So, again, we all, you know, surviving, but using the technology. And, again, thanks to Scott having the wisdom to do what he did here, we are still being able to broadcast. So, again, you know, this, is, this virus is touching I mean, everybody in some kind of way. And we ask the question, you know, why, what, how? But what, what, like here in Missouri, which, now it's just, that's not, not just Missouri, but here in St. Louis County, where we are located at, uh, there's a big debate about football, football team, the high school football team, being able to play their sports, you know, in, in soccer, some other outdoor sports. And right now they're allowed to practice, but they're not allowed to play, to play football against somebody else. Well, that decision has been made by anybody named Sam Pace from the county executive. We also had to be a doctor. And, and without his okay, they can't play football. Now, I find it hard to understand why in St. Charles, which is right to our west, in East St. Louis and on, the, and on Metro East, which is right to our east, and then in Jefferson County, which uh, is uh, right to our south, and, and I'm not sure who's up north, okay, but they all are playing football in all those places. And we are not here in St. Louis. In you know, St. Louis, St. Louis County, you know, and, and being a sports fan, I've you know, played football myself, you know, on a couple of scholarships, that these kids these, <coughs> need, need this exposure to go to the next level in some cases. Because colleges have scholarships to give, but they can't give it to nobody, they don't know who they are. So this is creating a, 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 a hardship for a lot of people, you know, and their parents, you know, and not only for that, okay, you know, you know uh, all high schools, to my knowledge, all get kicks, enjoy going to a football game. Am I right, Rhea? Yeah, they do. And you know, football game, they they don't understand, really. When the world is waxing worse and worse, that means everything is turned upside down than the way it used to be. And uh, things you want to do, you can't do now because of different things that prevent you from doing. But they still need to get right and accept the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what they need to do. That's why all this stuff and this stuff is all happening now because they need to come to the Lord. And they don't want to come to the Lord. They hard-headed and stiff-necked, stubborn. They need to accept Christ before it's ever too late. Well, Rev, i tell you one thing, you know, uh, just, as, just as we look around, you know, uh, you, you travel the highways, if you go to the grocery stores, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, people, you know, in grocery stores, you know, department stores, you know, uh, the ones that are still, you know, right now, one of the stores that's still doing the most business, your grocery stores. And you go in places like that on Walmart, you know, there was a time you had, you know, the, the way you go in stores now, the way you stand in line, the way you do everything. Yep. It's, I mean, it's not nothing that I can think of that has, is as good as usual. 
and even our postal service, you know, right now we find ourselves in a election of our lifetime, you know, uh, you know, that's taking place sometime in November. And one thing I encourage everyone, uh, you know, have this discussion, okay, about, you know, you got a register to vote. No matter where you are in the country, one day a year, maybe four years on a national level, you have a, uh, have opportunity to be equal to no matter who you are. If you're a billionaire, you have one vote. If you if you if you uh, in fact you're unemployed, you have one vote. Mm-hmm. So on that day we all are equal. But be able to, to you know take advantage, you got to make sure that you are registered to vote. Mm-hmm. In most cases, these 30, these 20, 30 some days out in front, okay, for you to get registered to do that. So I encourage you. I don't care who you vote for. Uh, just well, I was heard some politicians say you're going to vote. I'm a better officer than I was four years ago. They should have decision to make. But right now, uh, our country is going through a whole lot of different changes. And I, and I do mean changes, you know, that uh, like, like never before, like we have just said. And we all have to be real on this one. This generation is going through biblical pr- uh, prophecies in our lifetime. Because you know, we, we thought we had saw something during the Vietnam War that was treacherous, didn't we, Rev? Yeah. We thought that was, that was hey, that was the Armageddon. friends that we can call friends. 
whereas most of this country's lifetime, we were created on being a friend to, to the world, a world leader in most things. And we could ask for help, help come like from every place. And right now, people don't ask for help. Now they look at oh, I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know about that. But so right now, uh, that's why I say, you know, it's, uh, we're, we're, we're experiencing so much stuff that's real. It's not just speaking about imagination, but God is blessing us. And also, uh, uh, here, in, here, in, here in Missouri, again, the, uh, as I mentioned before, that uh, Missouri is now a hot spot, along with some other states, you know, uh, Georgia, some other spots, spots you know, for, uh, for the pandemic, because actually sitting there by 193 uh, and counting, and uh, also here is very important. There are three real hot races that's going on. Here, one is for governor, and one is for uh, a, a congressional third congressional seat. Held by Ann Wagner, and she's up against the lady's name is Miss. Uh, I can't pronounce her name. I hate to pronounce it up. Miss Stumper. And we've been eliminated with commercials. And here in St. Louis, Channel Four, Channel Five do our fact checks about the validity. Uh, that's the validity about about about, about the, the facts that's being ran in commercials. And they found that the Ann Wagner and Governor Parson commercials are providing inaccurate information. About what is what is actually being said against their opponents, but whatever more they continue writing writing them. Okay, so again, people have decisions to make, you know. And but we also ask everyone to please get out and vote. Also, uh, this has been one of those times a year like never before that we are now having like open seasons on books. This past this past week, we have so many books from so many officials. Uh, we you know, inside the White House, outside the White House, about what is going on behind the scenes, uh, what are the facts or uh, even uh, President Trump's family members, you know, his sister had something going on, uh, his niece, uh, we, you know, we got you know, former you know, members of his administration, uh, and one person I think is out of control is uh, Attorney General uh, Barr, you know, you know uh, William Barr. The thing that he's doing normally for, uh, for years uh, that we were, that there was a rule that the Justice Department uh, would release no cases within 60 days of an election because they did not want to sway the election or they didn't, they didn't want to be the reason for that taking place. Well, right now, we've just 60 days in and uh, uh, Attorney uh, Richardson, not Richardson, somebody uh, else, Richardson, by the way, because I'm sorry, uh, but our board is ready to do some things like that, open up some cases, and that is creating a little bit more turmoil in people's mind about what's going on. So, again, uh, you know, we have a lot to decide. No coming left, we talk about this, those upcoming shows. But right now, in St. Louis City, the carjackings. The murder rate is, is, is about to, uh, almost, we're looking at 200 murders before this month is out. And the bad part about it is we get very few prosecutions. And so people are going to accuse uh, Kim Gordon, our prosecuting attorney, but she cannot bring a case unless the police department give her a case. She had to have police reports on her desk that allows her to prosecute a case. And right now, uh, 
there's a fund being put together. I think it's a good deal with, uh, with the Urban League. Uh, Mr. James Clark was one with Better, Better Family Life and I'm with the Urban League. Uh, the governor has uh, put up a fund of a million dollars uh, and something like with this protection plan. A lot of people who live in neighborhoods know who shot Giddy, who shot Pee Wee, and all that stuff, and they're afraid to talk. And rightfully so, because they would kill their families, like the mafia almost, but it's, but it's live and real. And so this fund, okay, we're now going to actually go into different neighborhoods. I think right now, uh, there's one program working now in the 27th war, and also now in the 3rd war. So again, uh, we uh, had, you know, invited some people from the 3rd war to come on and talk about this program. But we will see how they're, you know, you know he's been a good friend of ours. Been, but right now, people, they know the office lectures, they have all type of meetings they be going to during the, on the weekends, you know, trying to get out to people. Uh, like here in St. Louis and St. Louis County, the River League has a, a giveaway for food. Oh my God, sorted months ago. The people can just drive up, open the truck of the car up, and, and get a box of food. No questions asked. And those are all the donations that's coming from different corporations like Pantera. Uh, just to give the nation the River League $5 million to come with a program to create people jobs, you know, to get them off the streets and train them how to get a job and stuff like that which is a great program. So things are taking place that's just going to be make a difference in our lives. And also, as I said, as the murders and the carjackings, downtown St. Louis you know, has become like a, like, like a war zone. But they didn't have people down there, and they got you know, people using parking lots. No, 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 oh, my God. It's like, yeah, again, not just St. Louis. This is around the world. This is taking place. So right now, uh, uh, carjacking and murders are spiking. So right now we pay for our police department for our first responders, along with our fire department, you know, and our EMS people like Rev. TNZ and the first ones on the scene. And technically they go in with bullets flying, they still there for the people, you know what I mean? And also pay for our postal workers. And also make sure you, uh, uh, please, 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 if you haven't seen ballot, you know, get one, get it soon, get it early. And if you can, vote in person. That's something that you need to do, like never before. And Scott, if you can, you can take us out of here. You got a song for us. We appreciate it. I will. Just give me a second. HotTargun.com on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Kind of overcast rain. It's supposed to hit St. Louis. Oh, and also, right away, in the NFL football season started this past Thursday night. And the Kansas City Chiefs uh, won. Thank you very much for the people around the world. And unfortunately, the, uh, the players are sitting on the field for the National Anthem. 17,000 people within the stadium. Uh, it's a football game. There's nothing more about 75, almost about 75,000 people. And when they had a national anthem, they actually booed. And I want to apologize you know, for, for my state. There was only 17,000 people, not only in Missouri, okay, that had their attitude toward the national anthem and, and toward Black Lives Matter and things that were you know, injustice and you know, stuff against that. But please, 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 you know, be, you know treat your fellow for work or your, your fellow friend and neighbor. That's the reason why.
question number two. What can I say? Gonna try to let you know.
And I think that's the thing that most people don't understand how the census work, how did it benefit them? You just gave them another total weight, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how it benefits them, you know, and that's the whole thing about it. People are not, are not educated to the point, okay? That's what we try to understand is educate people about where things take place at and how they do take place and how they come mm-hmm. about. Yeah, absolutely. And then here, okay, with the census, you know, this is something that, please, please, you know, if they came to your house and you didn't answer the door, that's okay. How can they, how can they, how can they still take, take for it? Yeah, so you can still complete your census form. So this, this year was the first time the census was actually, uh, you're able to complete it online. So if you go to mycensus2020.gov, you can actually complete the census form online in private. You can also call the Census Bureau. You can complete it via, via a phone number. Uh, and so if you go to, um, so actually it's 2020census.gov. So if you go to, go, go to that website, 2020census.gov, and you can complete the census, census online, you can also call them at 844-330-2020 if you, in English. In Spanish, it's 844-468-2020. And you can complete the entire census form on your phone, uh, you know, you know, via a phone call. One other thing that I want to make sure people know that, uh, you know, so these numbers that we do every 10 years, this is the count that we will be, we will have for the next 10 years. So once the count is done at the end of September and the numbers are delivered to the president at, later on this year, those are the numbers that our state, our region will, will, will have to live with for the next 10 years. We won't have a chance to go back and change those numbers. And, uh, so it's, it's important that we get the count right and accurate and complete right now because you know, one of the things that we're seeing from our standpoint at United Way, uh, you, know, you know, so we've been leaning into COVID-19 response throughout the region. So we've been a part of the COVID-19 response team that are, that are providing, you know, um, access to PPE, access to, uh, to, to other, other services. The, the, the dollars that our state got from the CARES Act were determined based on our census numbers. So imagine in 2024, Something that some, some some other some other crisis happens in our in, in, our, in our nation that requires the federal government to allocate dollars or programs or services to our state. The way those dollars will be allocated, determined, will be based on the census count from 2020. So if we have a so if we don't get the count right, and we miss let's say millions of people, you know, or hundreds of thousands of people in our in, in our region, then that's what we're going to be stuck with. Also. When we are uh, looking at our representation in the U.S. House of House of Representatives, those numbers will be determined also by census. So that's called the apportionment count. So the apportionment count is the count that goes that, that determines how many U.S. Congresspersons each state gets. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, Missouri lost a Congress a, a congressional seat. That was the, that was the gap the gap part seat. We lost that seat because 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 because, because our census because our population was going down. Now we want to make sure that we don't lose a seat because we have a bad count. Population may be decreasing, but we don't want to lose a seat. Illinois is in, is in jeopardy of losing maybe two seats. So they've actually you know you know ramped up their ramped up their efforts at the state level to make sure that they get their count right because they don't want to lose those seats in Congress. Um, and so it's also important that we get that count right as well, even at the state level. You, 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 know, you know, you mentioned the last year we lost one in the Gulf War seat. Mm-hmm. We lost a seat in, uh, on the other side of the state. I think it was over on the Kansas side. You know, the yeah, only Kansas, yep, yeah, you're right. So 20 years ago, okay, because there and that, life would have it though, Kansas City right now is doing quite well. 
um, some 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 unique operations in place. Uh, that that has happened, and now they're kind of trying to get this done wrapped up by the end of September. Okay, so we mentioned the end of September. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. I, I just I kind of follow the news as you probably well, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And right now, there's been a court order saying that there was some discussion, confusion to me, confusion that since it normally is around on, on Halloween, that's why that's what we talked about the with with Biden last week. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, that, and that's and a lot of people, some people have seen, but I know traditionally I did this on Halloween. And they probably laying back, you know, in the cut and laying back, you know, not doing what people do. And so with this early, early uh, uh, end of September, so right now the question I got is, the last I, I read, okay, was that we were, we were, were continue the court audience. And the judge has said, this will continue until, our, until the end of October. Where, where are we up on that? Well, we, that's, that's still a pending case. Uh, you know, we are following that. Um, but since we don't have any any um, um, you know any information on where that pending case is, is going to go, we know we're, we're, we are operating as though September 30th is it will be cut off. Um, now, initially, you know, like there was some some discussion, and, and, and we did think that it was going to get extended, you know, extended to October 31st. But when the administration decided to cut it off at September 31st, then we had to make sure that we we let our partners know, you know, at the training level, that that's what we got to go on until we get anything from, you know, into, into the court right. case is uh, done. So we don't have anything, we don't have any guidance uh, or, or anything until that court order kind of is, is, is um, um, in, in, into, into the court case is, is completed and done. Because to resolve, you know. Uh, yeah. Okay, so so really, I mean, if, if if we get the next thirty days, that means that's a blessing. Because, yes. Because right now, with the uh, with, you know the, you know, the push on, you are going to put the head that you built. Okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and actually, what that, I think that what that means for us is that we just have to be you know ex- ex- extremely diligent and vigilant to get out and let people know. So programs like yours to let people know that this is we we got to get this done. You know, and uh. Um, um, you know, I think I'm looking at the, at the Missouri numbers right now. So the self-response rate for the national self-response rate right now is at 65.6%. Now, self-response rate and the actual census count rate are two different things. Self-response okay. basically means that so many people responded on their own. It doesn't necessarily mean that that includes that does not include the number of people that that were also enumerated by the Census Bureau. Missouri self-response rate is 65%. So we're a little bit lower than national self-response rate. St. Louis City self-response rate right now is at 52.4 percent. St. Louis County is at 74 percent, 74.7 percent, and and I, and, I, and I believe St. Charles is at like 80 percent. Um, wow. And so, so, um, um, but what that means is that so, so St. Louis City, particularly in the north side of St. Louis City and in the north and in some places in North County, those are the areas that we're that we're, that we're having some challenges getting folks counted. So Ferguson. Your, your question is that how is the response? Yeah, how is the response? 
or if you're not working from home or, or if you're working, you know, then 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 you may uh, have somebody come by your house after workouts. Um, and so the census force is actually doing like doing that right now because as you know, as I mentioned, since the way that the way that we're operating uh, is under the assumption is that the deadline is that the date won't get extended till until October thirty first. So you know, so we're right now the, all of our efforts are about letting people know that you got to get this done. Uh, some of our counts in some of our areas are low, and these are numbers that we're going to be stuck with for the next ten years. So let's do whatever we can. Uh, to make sure that we complete you know, the census. So I would suggest, like, if you are a public official and you're having a public meeting or, 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 or you're out somewhere uh, and people are, t- people are asking you questions about anything, COVID-19, whatever, ask them, have they completed their census form? Uh, and, and if they haven't, encourage them to complete their census form. And if they have issues with Internet access, you know, we can find out some information about where these mobile questionnaire assistance centers are um, and we can get that information to them. And, um, or you can give them the 800 number to fill it out. Uh, but, but really, 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 that's all that we're, we're trying to do right now is encourage folks to complete the census form. You know, complete it, complete it, complete it. We need your help. Yeah, the question is case in point was that, you know, keep people informed, which we do that. You know, politically, we do that because, you know, when the, it's more money to come into our area. It's, you know, having it listed in the census. Absolutely. So, so yes, they're very vital, you know. So yes, I'm, we're not trying to lose no dollars over here in the water. I don't think we're trying to lose any dollars. So yes, we teach them about to make sure they do the census application and turn them in and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's great. Mr. Bill, I'm not to have you. I want you to come on because we invited you to come up, but you were you were tied up earlier. You saying so? If we can, we're going to end the conversation right now. Continue with Mr. Bryant, and I'm going to talk to you after the show. Okay. Sure, yeah. Okay, talk to you. Okay, thanks. Was that question for you? Yeah. Okay. No, what I was saying, I was saying Mr. Bill, we're going to drop you from the show right now, and I'll talk to you later on because you know, we were late calling in. Okay, great, 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 great. Keep the book up try to get them numbers up. We okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you, sir. Okay. Okay, well, Mr. Brian, uh, Mr. Bell was scheduled to come on at one thirty, so he's oh. kind of big getting in. So I didn't want to, you know, no so if he was gonna be on the show. I wanted to make sure we got him in on the program, you know. So again, long we don't do that, okay? But Mr. Bell's been a regular guest on the program. They always come aboard, you know, to kind of update us. And what's going on to the same Louis, and right now there's a whole lot of things that's going on to the same Louis. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I agree. <laughs> And I didn't want him to find those, okay, with what mm-hmm. way you're doing and what you're doing, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, no worries, no worries. You know, I didn't want to, you know, you know kind of mix, mix, mix them together. Mm-hmm. No worries. Okay, but anyway, but now, you know, he brought up a good point, though, okay, about the people being able to, uh, you know, to, to uh, access, uh, you know, to, to be, being able to, to be called uh, or whatever. And I guess one of the things that I, I do talk to him, okay, is, uh, any kind of way do you kind of publicize of these pop-ups, you know, or these these places in supermarkets or places like that? Yeah, so um, so we, we I, I have a list that I can I can offer uh, to folks. Uh, we don't we, we don't really have uh, uh, it publicized, but there is a uh, STL Census Challenge that uh, Dr. Sean um, uh, that Dr. Sean Joe has been leading from uh, from Washington University has been leading. And uh, and folks can kind of find out about what's happening with that. And I was trying to find uh, a, a link to the, the St. Louis Census Challenge. 
uh, and I could not find it. Um, Working on it. Working on it. Yeah. So what I will do after uh, after after we get off, uh, I'll find it and send it okay. to you. But then, uh, yes, it's like there are some places where you know that that, 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 are, that are happening throughout the community. Um, you know, where where some community and just some you know some are happening at some grocery stores, things like that. That where folks that can go and, and, and get that done. And the Census Bureau updates that list every week, and so if you're going to give a week, I get I get a I get a list of where they are and a, and a, and a schedule of them as well. Um, well, I, but yeah. I, well, I know for a fact, you know, that, uh, Mayor Jones in Ferguson is not here. Okay, she's having a, a town hall meeting on the 24th, and I know that you know she, that's probably one thing on her agenda. We didn't talk about the census. I'm quite sure. Yep. Because I know that she's she fighting for the numbers in her town, I mean, not her town, not city of Virginia, the city, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and, that, and that, that's, I mean, most mayors, you know, take this most years than most people do. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's excellent, that's excellent. I mean, and, and there have been some, you know, some, some uh, uh, leaders throughout the community that have really kind of, you know, stepped up and, 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 uh, and, and, and done more than a yeoman's work to help get the, help get the word out. Uh, I actually serve on the state complete count committee. And, um, and and so we've had leaders throughout the state, like a couple of mayors, uh, city council persons, uh, state representatives, state senators that have really kind of stepped up to make sure we got the information out across the state. Um, and, you know, we did some PSAs and some other advertising and some other stuff like that to make sure that folks got some awareness. And, we, and we've seen the numbers go up a little bit. Um, uh, but, uh, but I think that one of the issues, like as you mentioned earlier, around COVID-19, folks, uh, because of where we are in our community, a lot of folks are more concerned about getting groceries and, and just getting through the getting through every day, and and, uh, and we're trying to make sure that folks realize that that yeah we understand that that's important, uh, but but we have this last chance uh, to to get our to get our numbers counted. You know, and that's one thing we were talking about before you, you came on the air. Okay, uh, that you know, in the pandemic, you know, we all have seen all kind of crises. 19 years ago, we had 9 and 11, you know, everyone thought the world was coming to the end, okay? Mm-hmm. And, we, and we lived, you know, to, to have another day, and so they, not just then, we have another census since then, okay? Yeah. And that, that we will survive, and, and the survival depends on people. Uh, the country going to have money, period. Yep. And if our state don't get involved to get counted, we're going to lose out because that money goes to another state. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, I think our state got, you know, Several millions of dollars with with CARES Act dollars, uh-huh. like I mentioned earlier, those those dollars were determined based on our census count from 2010. Sure. Um, you know, and so if something if some other crisis happens in the next 10 years, then whatever federal dollars we get are going to be determined based on the count that we get this year. Um, um, now, even though we don't think Missouri is not in jeopardy of losing another congressional seat, um, but if yeah, we just you know, exactly we, we can't take any chances of that, you know, um, because if if, if if the numbers were to remain where they were, like self-response numbers, then we would be undercounted by like 30%. Uh, you know, at, at, at the, I mean, well, so, so like at the, at the state level, state level, we're at 65% right now. So if the count was stopped, if the, if the, if the, that's the self-response rate numbers. But the total enumeration percentage from Missouri right now is like 93.1%. So we're like seven points behind, you know, but because uh, because that's where the self-response is 65%, non-response follow-up is at 28%. So. The non-response follow-up is what the Census Bureau went out to the community mm-hmm. and got people to do. So the state, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there at the state level. 
um, in terms of getting closer to 100% enumeration and accurate count. But there are areas like in the city of St. Louis and some other areas on the metro east side over in, over in East St. Louis that are still at 50, 50 something percent self-response rate. And I think there's one community in East St. Louis that was at 44% self-response rate a couple of weeks wow. ago. And I'm not, and, 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 uh, so the Census Bureau is really focusing in on those areas. And we're trying to make sure that like our, that, that our agencies that we fund have information and can get it out to their clients that those communities get information and that we do shows like this just to keep to keep talking about you've got to get this shot, you've got to get this shot. You, you know, you know, one of the things, okay, you mentioned East St. Louis, you know, in that area over there, you know, uh, and some of those areas, you know, in, you know, in dive streets because, you know, because one, they have been having a stricter population for years, mm-hmm. you know, and unfortunately, uh, when they come time right now for, you know, for benefits, I call them benefits, okay, which is our federal government money coming back to us. That, that we put in, but it's important that we be counted to make sure that we get our fair share. And one of the things that we have heard, you know, uh, from Elton, from Charles, you know, you know, I'm quite familiar with Charles Bryson and Elton very well, but uh, but they each one had had a figure, okay, they gave for how much money each person, you know, would, would, you know, would uh, count towards the census yeah. for each year. Yeah, so for, so for Missouri, that number is about $1,300. So, so that's about so for every person that is counted, that's about thirteen hundred dollars per year of federal funds that come back to our state. So multiply that times ten. That's thirteen thousand um, dollars. And so for Missouri, you know, multiply that times the population of the of, of the entire state, and that's uh, you know several billions of dollars that come back to our state that we would be losing out on for every person not counted. Illinois is about sixteen hundred dollars per person, I believe, as I remember. So it's a little higher, you know, over on that side. So, so, so again, you know, imagine for every person that's not counted, that's thirteen hundred dollars or thirteen thousand dollars for ten years that the region loses for every person. You know, you know, and that comes in. You know, the business come in a whole lot of ways in for education. We talking like right now, we, right now, especially we're talking about that with our schools. That's one of the hot yep. button issues right now is our schools need. Well, like you know, when the schools close, okay, they all have to be almost I call retrofitted again. Mm-hmm. For where we are now, yeah, you know what I mean, because you know you, uh, you know they didn't require the bus drivers to have masks. They didn't have all the seats to be sanitized when they get on off the bus. Mm-hmm. I mean, and all that costs money. Absolutely, yeah. And it comes out comes out of somebody's budget. You know what I'm yep. saying? You know what I mean? And that money comes that money comes from these system dollars that we're talking about here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. out. And you know, and, and, and see, people don't realize that like like there are other other funding mechanisms that the, that, the, that the federal government funds, such as transportation dollars. Like you mentioned, you mentioned oh my God, transportation. You know, the, the, the transportation funds, road funds, things that come from you know things that come from the Department of Transportation. Um, um, all those funds that come back to our region. If, if you live in, live in St. Louis at any time, you know that our roads need. We we, we you know we have we have some some issues with our with our streets and roads. Those those are funds that. The city of St. Louis, at the at St. Louis County, you know, they have to be able to to to, uh, to tap into federal dollars to make to make improvements on those roads. Those again are determined based on census dollars. Well, you know, in Missouri, you know, I, I, we all travel one out these on the highways and stuff, and you'll find that Missouri has some of the worst bridges, uh, worst highways. You know, I mean, if you're on the interstates, interstates are different than a, than a state highway. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and and, that, and our state highways are you know uh, in, in very dire need, 
and the bridges that we got, that, that, that they've been some chicks made, and most of our bridges are way overdue for, you know, for infrastructure to improve. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And everybody comes to this Yeah, yeah. One of the things that we just finished up this earlier this year, so we just wrapped up our community needs assessment. So we did a, a three-year project where we were actually uh, looked at the needs of our community to help us determine how we're going to fund uh, the agencies and the, and the, and the programs and, uh, and initiatives that that, that, that that will fund from 2021 and, you know, until until the end of 2023. Uh, and uh, one of the tw- one of the biggest needs that we found in our region was transportation. Uh, that, that people that an accident and, and, and transportation was an issue, particularly for the outlying areas or, or, or more or more rural communities. Like when you look at think about communities such as Jefferson County, Lincoln County, and, and uh, Monroe County, and the, the counties a little bit beyond the, the 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 four or eight counties that make up like the heart of the region. Transportation is a big issue, uh, and so so having making sure that people are, are able to get to the resources that, that they need. Um, is important, and so that again, so it all comes back to we got to get these counts right because we know from where we sit at United Way that you know what we see are what people what people need to 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 be able to meet their basic needs, and a lot of the stuff and a lot of the stuff that we work on at the United Way, we fund nonprofits that do the work that are directly engaged with people, but we can't, but we you know we don't build roads. Uh, you know, we don't build we, we don't we don't build hospitals. We don't build community centers and, 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 and health centers. But we know that folks still need those services. Um, um, and so, you know, we don't we don't we don't start businesses. We know that folks need all of that. You know, all of those folks are determined based on census numbers. And you can use and businesses can use those numbers to help them understand where to build a business. You know, it, it, it hit on hit on on, 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 on a very important issue there. Too many times we have more misinformation than we have accurate information about what the facts are. Mm-hmm. One thing that the Missouri Chamber of Commerce, you know, we kind of, you know, knew in terms of organization in the state of Missouri, okay, and we did more stuff in, in, in Kansas City that we did our foundation. And we got some programs we bring to the table, you know, this, uh, this month and next month that can help black businesses, you know, mm-hmm. you know, do some things, you know, have some resources. Uh, that one of the things that we got working with now that we have what we call the American Dream Fund, and we have the, Demer- uh, uh, the uh, Marketplace Initiative, where we have major corporations, and, and that's like, like in the case of United Way, one of the things that you guys do is you have big fundraisers all year round to raise money to be able to do what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the yeah. corporate side, and that matches together with the federal dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's yeah. and, and, and actually we. Yeah, and we actually just went into our major campaign just this week where we started, we just started our major fundraising drive uh, earlier this week. And, uh, you know, and, and so we're, so, so we are connecting with a lot of our corporate partners to help us raise those dollars. And, um, and um, yeah, so we, we actually are in that in that place right now where we're, we're starting to raise dollars from the community and hold our campaign. And, um, uh, and we'll be doing that through, through, through most of the, most of the fall. Well, also, if, uh, again, uh, I, I guess Scott, listen to the general manager and our engineer, uh, part of our dishwasher and all that on the end here. But we like the station to be uh, part of that nucleus, okay, to get them word out about the fundraise. Am I right, Scott? Yes, sir. You know, yeah. and so, so we can, uh, you know, uh, we'll talk some more, you know, about the things that we have, we can help out and how we can kind of, like I said, it's, you know, the station, we, we, we kind of 
we, we, we newbies to the block, okay? Okay. You know, what I was saying, it's sort of like you were coming, like we newbies to, 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 to the block, okay? Yeah, yeah. So we back to Canada, we can reach out, you know, to you guys, for people to reciprocate, and how we, have, we can bring some resources to the table, that because our, both, both our goals is to help the community. That's great. That's you know, great. And, and as long as we can continue doing that and create partnership, you know, and, I, and that's something I'm most of my life, I've been a partnership type person. Should I ask that? 
which is eight. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, and you know how I am. I'm ready to like say, okay, who, who are the real players? All these people we have as our guests that are asking for community support. Now the community needs them. Okay, well, well, right now, he, well, what he was doing, he was United Way as well as, you know, with, with the festival. And I understand. I'm not going to keep right on going. And, and to be honest with you, I'm open to any topic you want to have. If you guys don't want to talk about this, you can talk about anything. Well, no, 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 no. You ask me what's going on nationally. Well, I want to, I want a headline right here. Well, I want to address that, okay? First of all, uh, knowing what is going on here, uh, our governor is running for re-election. And... And, and, and some other people running for Congress here, and they have ads up on you know, this publicized and put Kim you know, for the governorship and also for, uh, I think, the third congressional district. And they have ads up that's running on TV here, not on the local TV station. And all the ads have been, been proven as being false, okay, but they continue to run. And so those are the things that people attach themselves to that poster of the negativity. Uh, what's going on in St. Louis. And so what I was about to say, in case we came here, uh, the, the police department, well, that may be the reason, okay, uh, overwhelmed, because we've been, well, they have less, you know, less of you know, their, you know, their quota, the 140 officers down. So that means that the, all these protests may have taken place, okay, you're taking away resources for them to go, to go out. So now having said all that, uh, what gets to the prosecutor's attorney to be prosecuted? You know, can only you know ads and people be put away. You know, that's um, and so unless something that they go to the prosecuting attorney, she can't go out and prosecute the case. And that's like one of the cases that that, uh, that finally got around was the case where the, uh, the, the 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 husband and wife who had the rifles and no rifles out there you know, at the Democratic Republican convention, where they falsely a false narrative, okay, about who they were and what they were. Well, previously they were Democrats. Probably, you know, but they had worked in the Democratic system for years, and where they were in the neighborhood, there were negative people around them, and so, that, so, so when when the, when the case with them was finally brought to her, she filed charges. But it was uh, hanging out there because the police department did not bring charges to her, and so as far as the attorneys don't get the charges, they can't prosecute. I, I believe that. Um she needs support, and that she probably has from everybody that just voted for her and believe in her. And so maybe that's where she has to come out and speak up about, you know, because don't blame me. I'm I'm putting these cases before, uh, and then uh, Eric Schmidt is coming on and saying that, you know, right? I thought he was trying to give a balance. No, I know, but no, I believe no, in the end no, of it, no, it all came no, back no, to her doorstep. No, no, no. Eric Smith, okay, asked the governor and the, and the state legislator to, you know, to give him the privilege, okay, to come in and, and try cases in St. Louis. And all the uh, public attorneys in the state of Missouri wrote the, wrote the legislator said, we can't let you do that. That's never been done before. So that's so what he's doing, okay, he's trying to use it as this, as this, as this is all politics right now. So Eric Smith trying to ride the same thing with, with President Trump okay, on crime. Should we have crime issues okay, but Attorney General never in history okay has gone into any city, but right now since, since this is a high profile case they have with the, uh, the, uh, the, I can the, the name of the family right now, 
remember we had the uh, gentleman on a few weeks ago that was, uh, I think he was running for state senator. Right, man, uh, he lost, okay. Uh, you're talking about uh, uh, Reverend Grace. Oh, okay. And remember I asked him about uh, the National Democratic Party, I mean, uh, uh, the, the, the election people, whether they would support him or use any funds uh, for supporting the candidacy after all that Black Lives Matter money came to him. And that's part of my problem right now. I don't see Kamala Harris or uh, uh, Joe Biden. I don't see anybody supporting this, this, this great new uh, face for the Democratic Party that's on the front line of fire uh, with Kim Gardner. Uh, we're, we're trying, he, he you know what I mean? Where is Who's supporting her? Who's backing her? Who's helping her get her story or her side or her support out? Well, but Chuck, right here, you know, to, to answer your question about that, uh, she's right. It's a rhetorical question. I'm not, I'm not, I don't expect you to know the answer, but I do expect that all of us that are concerned uh, for the welfare and the well-being of Missouri of St. Louis, and under the fire of this politi politicalizing, politicalization of what you violence, and you know, I mean, come on, we're we we all I have our answered. ears perked up anytime we're hearing anything about Ferguson or St. Right. Louis or what's going on. The hotbed issue for the whole country, okay. And right now, on the twenty fourth of this month, uh, the state will be broadcast a town hall meeting with uh, Mayor Jones. Uh, and uh, around the world about a uh, thing that she's actually doing since she's been in office. You know, I talked to her this week, you know, we got a lot of things that we're working with her on. And, but I'm about to ask you a question, okay? In Missouri, traditionally, our candidates here do not start campaigning, okay, for the general election to happen Labor Day. And, you know, we just had Labor Day. So you'll be hearing more about Kim Gardner and people supporting her in the upcoming weeks. Because unlike the Republicans, you know, in, you know, in the state of Missouri, okay, they was desperately they jumped out all for the whole year round. They've been campaigning while they were in office, and that's why a lot of the campaign ads here right now is advocating how they have misused funds, okay, to do certain, to do, to do different things. And so right now, the election process is actually sort of for real for the general election here in Missouri. So I think year to you will hear more about Kim Gordon's support, people like that, in the coming weeks. All right, well, we're ready for the fight. Yeah, I mean, so what they were here traditionally, uh, after, you know, the conventions, you know, take place, you know, in August and stuff, then, then after Labor Day, that's when people start campaigning. Matter of fact, you really example here, you had virtual ads that were on TV, period, okay, about the Democratic candidates until after, after Labor Day. After Labor Day, they start putting candidates, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, one of the things that you're probably going to find out that right now around the country, the Republican Party uh, is behind in media battle and all most TVs and regular TV ads and they ads now, but they have a shortage of funds. Well, Democrats right now are starting now to go to, you know, they have been behind in the funds, so now they're in the process of being able to fund campaigns, you know, put advertising on TV and support candidates. And so that's why, you know, you're going to start seeing that take place after Labor Day.
the mayor Pearson is the mayor, there's some friction between him and the city council. Where the city council pounced on that saying that's something that he had did. He had followed the rules of the law that he did. Because in a small municipality, the mayor, the mayor is, uh, he's the, he's, he's, he's the everything. And it's very much a, a, a low paid position. But he's on the police department, he's on the all the departments and stuff. And so he had followed the rules okay, but the part that the county, the county came in at okay, overruled what, what, what he had done. And so, but what you, what you hear on the news, okay, you only hear one side of that story. Yeah, that's why there's a lot of that going on. And then that's why I said what I try to do, okay, is when stuff happens. I look, look to the bottom of stuff and see where, where you, know, you know, what's good and what's bad. And what I just told you, okay, is has been documented, you know, um, in the media and the, the newspapers. And again, that's what we said a few minutes ago. A lot of people go out and run with stuff because it serves a purpose, okay, but then politically. And then that's, as a matter of fact, I, I, I'm not sure that the mayor just had his election uh, just, you know, this past year. So probably next year, the, uh, the election for the president of the board of the council, the board of aldermen there, she's up for re-election, so she's trying to get publicity. So what you, what you think's behind uh, the rise uh, in homicides? Well, uh, in, in Missouri, Chuck, we have... You can walk down the street right now with AK-47 around your shoulder or a shotgun and nobody's in them to you. Or you can, take, you can buy a gun, okay, take it home and give it to your kid. You know, so it's whether it's you're a uh, uh, licensed to open care no, or that's not. You don't, need, you don't need no license in Missouri. <laughs> you, don't need, oh, no. you don't need a license, Chuck. Wait, matter, matter of fact, Chuck, a couple of years ago, there was an agency, okay, they gave you your permits, okay, you get training before you get, you get your license, right? Well, that agency was complaining that they wouldn't get no business. But hell, the state had already said you don't need a permit. I mean, so I mean, so Missouri, so, I mean, God help me, people, who knows? Right, so right now, anybody can go buy a gun, and what he or she does with it, okay, it's their own business. And there's no training. So you, you don't, you, you, so it's easy to get the gun. Oh, and yeah. after you get it, you, 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 it's party time. You, 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 you have no restrictions. No, not Chuck, Chuck. No, there's not one black person I know of can make, make pistols. They make that yeah, what? Uh, they make guns. No. No black I person mean, I know. You know, as a matter of fact, it's, it's, it's only two or three making them, and then they started doing this, uh, uh, what they call 3D printing thing. Right, they write the plastic on the stuff. But yeah. that's the place where you got problem five. If you ain't right. got a problem five, you don't need a license. What's well, going on? Well, right here, you know, we got Remington and all these people right here in this area. You know, they're making well, guns. Well, then, no, no, uh, no surprise. No so surprise. I'm saying, I, I, saying. I think at that point, I, I'm like saying, well, everybody just. Safe and, and, right. and, and, that, and I, they, evidently they let it be a, uh, an implosion. But Chuck, it is. You know what I mean? They let they let it uh, uh, be. It's like one of these movies is out here now. Right. It's a wild, wild west, Chuck. And that's why a policeman, okay, he got a, a nine millimeter Beretta or something. Okay, these guys got these AK forty seven and they got some heavy, heavy stuff. 
I'll be on the streets. Yep. And that's why right now, our police department down 140 officers, because if your wife was said, Chuck, you're going to be a what? A police officer? Hell no. Yeah, is your life <laughs> worth it? And let me be real. Yeah. I, I mean, and, you know, I can understand it. I also can understand, too, that if you're in the prosecutor's office, boy, you probably got uh, uh, yeah. a, a Chinese fire girl going on. Thank you so much, Chuck. And that's why I told the police before me trying to, trying, to, trying to figure out where the gun came from. Doing their due diligence like they're supposed to, okay? And that takes more time, okay, than when a person has been aggressive to, to buy a pistol someplace. Well, we're going to add a, a, a little bit of a link to this, what's behind it. So it came out uh, in other news, but related news, in other news. So it came out that uh, ICE, which is uh, Immigration's Customs uh, Enforcement. Enforcement. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> so they got a thing where they'll pay for a charter flight to move uh, people that have been arrested. What do, you, what do they call them? I, I won't call them inmates, but uh, people that are in custody. Mm -hmm. And so they've been manipulating, not manipulating, they've been using these, this charge of the budget for chartering people, uh, movement of, of prisoners mm -hmm. around where they needed to move agents for riots or for Thank activities you. they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So when they needed them in D.C. and they wanted to bring some people in, so they had to say, well, uh, we're a little crowded on this COVID-19 thing and we got another uh, uh, prison or another uh, jailhouse over here in this area. So they loaded a bunch of agents on the plane. Okay, Chuck, and then one of them, we got to go, okay, but see, that's why... These are private prisoners, prisoners, prisoners that they use. So you got a private, privatized prison system, okay, for jails. Matter of fact, next area, okay, we want that's, you know, that's, this will be continued, okay, so next area, we start off with this, okay, period, okay, that's okay with you. And we need these facts out there, what the real facts are about observing these guns. Let, let me give something positive, too. Um, Go ahead, please. Next week. Starting on the afternoon of September 15th, which I believe is Tuesday, mm -hmm. we're going to uh, be offering uh, $5,000 grants uh, in a partnership with American Express and the U.S. Chamber to uh, any business that can qualify. We're going to send you a link that you can post to your website or e-blast it out, or if anybody wants to, you can just look for um, the... Coalition to Back Black Business, American Express, $5,000 grants. We've got about 300 of them that are going to be offered up. I want to let people know to be on the lookout if you're uh, a business and you're, you still, you haven't given up, put it like that, you haven't, you haven't decided you did and you're still in the game whether your doors are open or not. Click off something between Missouri Black Chamber, National Black Chamber, or even American Express. You'll see a lot of publicity on it. But don't, don't delay. Try at least. The worst they can tell you is uh, okay. for some reason you may not qualify. But we really battled with them to make it uh, as broad and as acceptable as possible. That's something that you can pick up some money. Next week's program, we start off with that, okay? 
All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, brother. Have a good week. Life is good. And uh, on that note, uh, Scott. Yes, sir. Rev and uh, all our listeners, thank you for joining us from Missouri Bay Comrades on a beautiful Saturday afternoon, the second on the 12th of November, and the 12th of September. <laughs> Be safe. We continue again next week. Right? From Missouri Bay Thank you, gentlemen. God bless. Okay, Chuck. Be safe. Take it easy. Life is good.
to me.